As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. I think that ultimately this should lead to prosecution if if it's borne out that this was done to disrupt the court, which it appears to have been. And uh, it, it could be the Justice Department. Uh, it could be a special counsel. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think uh, whoever did this belongs in jail. What was it that they said back in World War II? Loose lips, sinking ships, right? That's Bill Barham. He says, man, whoever did that SCOTUS link, that person needs to go to jail. Happy Friday, amigo. This is the Dana Show, Southern Command. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting the Dana Show nationwide, worldwide, online. Da, 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 da. We're still doing the, the military armed forces thing, too, right? We're broadcasting today from the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, McAllen, Texas, studios of KURV Radio. Thank you, Dana. Big hug and a kiss. And, and happy Mother's Day, Dana. As she's enjoying a little extra time off today. So that was Bill Barr and whoever leaked the uh, Supreme Court uh, potential decision that looks like it's going to be a majority conservative decision taking down the walls of Roe v. Wade. Whoever leaked that needs to go to jail. But I think we might need, I don't know, we might need a new law for that. Oh, amigo, I, I'm oscill- you know, oscillating back and forth on this one. One man's leaker, dash traitor, is another man's whistleblower slash hero. I mean, we're, yes, we, we need a tight ship. We need, you know, we need people to keep their mouth shut and, and do their job. But at the same time, when there are injustices and things, the, the public needs to know of certain injustices, they're... There definitely needs to be openness in government. Don't you agree? Always. The government needs to be accountable to its people. You know, we are the ones who give the power to government. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. So I go back and forth on this. Look, during the Trump administration, ooh, there was there were my goodness, there were so many holes in that dam. They couldn't hold any information. They had so many federal minions, federal employees from the previous administration just leaking all to undermine the, the Trump administration, the progress of the administration, any work to be done in the, in the Trump administration. How I wish that when people came into power, presidents, they, have, they only have really about two months. They have 60 days to get people in. Think about it. Because I, I want to know where you stand on this. You, you send me an email. I, I'm, I'm not going to take the calls because, you know, the, the show comes out at d- different times. It's Sergio at KURV.com. Sergio at KURV.com is my personal email. 
at the Twitter, it's at Sergio Talk. That's where I can get it faster, at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Where you stand on the whole, the whole leak thing, whistleblower thing, the leaker slash trader, the, the trader versus whistleblower. We need a tight ship. I, I wish when the president came in, 60 days, I wish all these people that c- could be cabinet position holders and department, I, I know thousands and thousands of people, but there are key people in position. This is where the deep state the deep, the deep state works against our common interest. Our common interest should be preserving our country, preserving the republic, preserving our liberty. Don't you think? But see, I know that a lot of people in the deep state, they have a different agenda. That, that, that's not even part of their agenda is to preserve our country. Some of them, I do believe some of them behind the scenes in the deep state, those federal employees, the, the, the unaccountable, the ones that have, um, you know, un, they have unofficial lifetime tenure working for various departments, various agencies. It's just too darn big. That's the first problem. The the federal government is way too big, way too bloated, way too powerful. I am a big fan of scaling things back, slicing things off, closing off, turning off the lights, closing off certain agencies, departments, and let the states start doing their own job on Many things related to education, related to commerce, related to energy, environmental things. It's time, but our our collective attention as a nation, we're not there yet. So here we go. We have an administration comes in. They have 60 days to put new people in the place, and you got sieves. you got leakers all over the place, and it works against the incoming administration, especially as the incoming administration is, is a different political party, has a different vision, has a different idea. It's too big for us to flush everybody down the toilet and put a whole bunch of bunch of people in. That's that's the that's why it's so sad and why it needs to change and why we need to diminish the size of Washington D.C. and the federal government and let the states start doing some push-ups, start doing some work, and take care of their own business. States, behemoth ones like Texas, California, Florida, New York, they're nation states on their own. Smaller states like man, the Dakotas and all the smaller states. There's teensy-weensy populations in big states or smaller populations in really small land areas. They, they can manage on their own. Little, you know, whatever it is that they need to take care of, education, environment, lands that are owned by government, all those things, housing issues. They can, every state can take care of its own business, I believe. That, sh- that should be a priority for our nation. We're too big to get rid of, of this, this behind-the-scenes, deep state, all these federal employees. They're gumming, gumming the works. If we have a leaker right now, and depending on the issue, right, it's all relative, depending on the issue. If, if the leaker gives up national security secrets, like, I don't know, let's go back to post-World War II. You have somebody that gives our mortal enemy, the Russian bear, the, the Soviets, gives them, I don't know, the, the formula to create a, a nuclear bomb. Well, you catch them, you put the needle in them, say bye-bye, we'll see you on the other side. You execute them, right? They've given their, they have put all American lives in danger. Whatever issue it is, I suppose you can make an argument. I mean, look at this situation with the Supreme Court and look at the situation with, with Roe v. Wade abortion, the killing of the undelivered child, the, the killing of a human being. And you know where I stand on this, amigo, you heard me before. 
You and I, all of us, we were all there at one point. After our mama and daddy came together and loved on each other, and eventually, boom, actually the spark of life, pow, the spark of life. And daddy's genetic material, mommy's genetic material, and boom, the spark, we were there with that little that little zygote thing, all those cells, all the, that's when we were, we, you were a clump of cells at one point, but you, that was you, either way, that's you. you. You take a time machine, take it all the way back, you're able to see that that's me when I was just two cells. Oh, that's me when I was four cells and so on and so, so on and so forth. That's you. That's not a dog, it's not, that's you. That's the individual coming into this life. And at some point, thanks to science and all this medical technology, we'll be able to define the individual, the human being, to back to that point, the fact that that individual has no voice. You and I had no voice until eventually we start babbling and going to school and start reading and writing and be able to speak, you know, tell, tell mom, tell dad, tell the teacher what we wanted to do. It, it took a while, but we eventually had a voice. And, and everybody's in favor of protecting the voice. Even this issue of, of abortion is something that could rip our, our country apart. I mean, we're talking about Something so egregious, egregious potentially. Uh, the, the issue of abortion is our modern day slavery issue. Is is you know just take from the you know late 1800s, 1860s, take that issue and go fast forward back to you know up to 2020. Uh, back then, even the, you know, the all supreme and all knowing and all powerful high court that was uh, erroneously given that power by lawmakers that should have known better, by justices that should, should have known better, emphasizing the power of states, emphasizing the power of the individuals. The high court is the end all, you know, you know place where everything's decided. It, it, should, it should not be that way. But in the end, as, as the high court, they made bad choices and they said, yeah, human beings can own human beings. This day... We have human beings still owning other human beings and having a say on when their life comes to an end. That's wrong. That's murder. We're, we're wrestling with that. We're coming to grips with that right now. But we are so divided, the chasm between those who want, wish to protect the individual life all the way to conception to those who say, kill that clump of cells. It looks a lot like a baby. It's one day, one hour before birth. Yeah, slice them up. Get rid of them. It. Him, her, whatever it is, get rid of it. It's a word. Th these are the issues that could, they're so polarizing, so emotional. We got leftists right now that are publicizing on, what is it, Google Maps, the partial addresses, addresses of high court justices, where they live. To what end, may I ask? What, to go and just protest outside their house? I am floored that Jan Sucky. The White House press person, when pressed on this issue, didn't push back and say, this is unacceptable, posting the addresses or impartial addresses of where these six conservative justices on the U.S. Supreme Court, where they live. She should have said, this is unacceptable. We do not support this. This needs to be taken down. We're going to call Google. This, this needs to be erased. No. People need to protest. Okay, so do people have the right to protest, Jen, at your house? Because that's what you're begging for, and I don't want that. No one wants that. I, that's what I believe. We know where the president lives in 1600 Pennsylvania. 
You want people, Jen, you want people knowing where you live? And, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for the tooth, tit for tat. Well, Jen, you're you're okay with people protesting. Okay, we're going to, and I know, and I, believe me, I am not, absolutely not calling for anything like this. But I know it's running through your head. That That's what I hear. When, when she so flippantly, almost apologetically says, oh, well, people have the right to protest. And yeah, anybody who posts the partial address or the address of high court, six conservative high court justices, that, that is dangerous. My goodness, do you can you imagine on this the, the day when Doctor Strange and the, well, the crazy multi universe whatever it is on this crazy day? I'm thinking in a in a multiverse out there somewhere. So God forbid, where this protest stuff gets out of hand, and a conservative justice or two or maimed and taken out from the court, and we have a leftist administration like we have right now with Uncle Joe and all his leftists appointing two more justices to replace those two who were maimed. That is the firing shot for the end of the republic. That is a potential first salvo in a new civil war. It could get that crazy. Emotions are that high. So this leaker at the high court by... Putting this into motion, putting into motion what? Unnecessary protest. Unnecessary protest at potentially taking place at the homes of high court justices. This is unacceptable. This is tantamount to treason. This is dangerous. And I look, I, I believe in a free press. I am a member of the press. I am I need <laughs> reporters need up in DC, New York, other we all need people on the inside, whether it's industry or government, to provide a little bit extra information on the side to be able, you know, some like to break stories, some like to be the first in saying something. But for the sake of holding the government accountable, we do need leakers to provide information that's necessary for the public to know. That's just my point of view. See this? Can you see why I oscillate back and forth? We, we need a free press, and a free press needs you know, deep throats on the inside to provide information when it's critical that we know. But, but this, is a, this is a dangerous game that is played. This leaker, if something bad happens to a high court justice or two, it changes the power of the Supreme Court. Oh, Lord help us. I, I don't want to take my mind there. Like right now, I just, it, can, it could descend into pretty dark places. I just want to crawl underneath this desk and you know, assume a fetal position and start sucking my thumb. <laughs> One man's leaker. Traitor. Might be another man's whistleblower. Because on the left, on the radical left, oh, they're, they're celebrating this. It's giving them a chance to galvanize, to organize, to set up shop. And some of these crazies, and there's crazies all over the place, and crazies on all sides. These crazies, God forbid, I, I hope they don't do any of these protests over at the uh, justices' homes. 20 minutes after the hour. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana. Happy Mother's Day, amigas, 
mamas. Happy Happy Mother's Day. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler. Not just because you're in better looking loungewear, because most loungewear just sucks. You can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. I don't sit here. I don't care about telling you about how innovative it is. It feels like it's made from kittens. It's like angels sewed it with kitten fur. I don't know. But it's comfortable and you can lounge at home in it. It's great for summer because the lightweight, stretchy fabric... God bless innovation. So look, this is why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people dig themselves some Tommy John underwear and loungewear, or as I like to say, leisure wear. You can shop TommyJohn.com slash Dana now and get 20% off your first order. Tommy John fanatics are happy about this. And if you're not a fanatic, you will be. Get 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash Dana. Check out them joggers. Check out them Henleys. TommyJohn.com slash Dana. See site for details. The Dana Show. Straight to headlines, Steve. Straight to headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Quick numbers from D.C. So they say Americans, we are earning more on the job, about 5.5% more year to year, right? Yeah, tr- not keeping up with inflation at 8.5%. Hey, and don't forget... That Mother's Day, Sunday is Mother's Day, don't forget. Got to take care of mom. So they say we're going to spend about $245 per mom this year. That's 25 bucks more than last year. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show. We're broadcasting from the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, her southern command. Service is what drives them. Well, service and a ton of caffeine. We all know that first responder communities mean a lot to those that they serve, and Black Rifle Coffee wants to give you the opportunity to support those who stand strong on the front lines. From now through May 15th, you can gift a coffee club subscription to your local department, donate directly to first responder charities, or join the coffee club and have a portion of the sale go to those charities. With everything a coffee lover could ask for, Black Rifle Coffee Company develops their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as military members serving this great nation. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana and use code Dana at checkout to get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Now through May 15th, gift a coffee club subscription to your local department or join the coffee club and have a portion of the sale go directly to those charities. And use code Dana at checkout to get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order that's blackriflecoffee.com slash dana and use code dana black rifle coffee america's coffee listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time and i am just so grateful to have had kareen by my side um, for this over the last 15 months and i just can't wait to see her shine uh, at the podium so um, congratulations, and I can't wait to see you bring your own style and brilliance Thank to this you. job. Love you, Jen. Love you. Love you. Uh, I promise not to cry again, so that's cry. it. Do we, <laughs> we already cry cried. Or? We already cried. Um, that's, uh, of course, as I refer to Jen Saki, Peppermint Patty, other people call her. Or, um, Jen Saki exiting stage right, and likely, I'm go figure how they they pay at these cable networks well like probably 10 times what she makes now she's gonna be working over at uh that she's she became an expert liar uh, what was she pentagon before went white house and now takes her lying skills over to msnbc where she's sorely needed to try to get some eyeballs over there and introduced uh i apologize i don't recall her name look it's kareen jean pierre i believe is how you say it 
and um, looks like a pleasant person. I did not know they they've been making you know how it is somebody breaking barriers. I think they say first openly gay White House press secretary. Well, okay, see here, I no indication. Otherwise, it's it's important to some. Fine, Karine Jean Pierre. And she's been at that podium several times. I've seen some press conferences. She's she is um, one of probably the top lieutenant at the press office for for Jen Psaki. All right, this is the Dana Show. How are you, friends? Happy Friday. This is the Dana Show. Yes, I'm not Dana. Dana's enjoying an extended weekend. It's Mother's Day weekend, so get some rest, Dana. Big hug and a kiss. Happy Mother's Day to you and your mama, and all the family. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're reporting to you today from. The Dana Show Southern Command, deep south Texas, right before right before we fall into Mexico. Deep south Texas, the city is McAllen, Texas. You've heard that city before. This is ground zero for all the immigration mess, and I got an update on the immigration mess coming up in mere seconds, mere moments, a few minutes. So stick around for that. It's National Nurses Day. It's also similar in um, profession, similar, a national uh, care provider. National Provider Appreciation Day. It does take a very special person to be a nurse and to be a provider, because after all, you if you if you're in the sandwich generation like like I am, taking care of parents and taking care of little ones. And and I've said this before: the first diaper that I ever changed was my dad. He got real real sick, and that was, before we had kids, my wife and I had kids. It was my dad, so I, I was his care provider for a while, changing his diapers. It takes a very special person, and you think it's not in you. It is, but especially when you take care of your parents, when you take care of an adult child, when you take care of, a, of someone you love. I, I think you may not think it's in you. Are you kidding me? Change a diaper, a soil type. Do you know what's in there? Are you kidding me? It, it is in you. You love that person? Absolutely. It is in you to love and protect that person and, you know, wipe that tush. Just as, as it is in you to do the same for your, for your children. But then, when you do that for someone else, another human, to, to, be, to have that heart, that compassion, that love, to, to do that for a human being. You know, babies are cute. Part of their defensive system is that they're just so darn adorable. I, I, lo- I love babies. I praise babies. They're so they're so beautiful. They're so cute. You take that diaper off. They you know, little boys. They pee all over the place. They're peeing on you. And, oh, and all the all the gunk, whatever's in there, you got to clean up. I never had a problem. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see why some people might have a problem. I I had a I had a very um, <clears throat> loud discussion years ago with. <laughs> Uh, a guy used to be a friend of mine for more than a decade, some guy from Mexico City, who, who just, he couldn't see it. And he refused to lower himself to that point to change a diaper for for his sons, who you know I thought he loved more than anything in his life. I don't know, maybe Mexican machismo, I don't know what the heck is what was with this dude, but we had a, a heated discussion at one time. No, well, people are built differently. I just, I can't do that. I tell you, in an emergency... In an emergency, in a life or death situation, you you will do anything, everything to protect your child, your mom, whoever it is. So anyway, I mean, enough of that. I, nurses and care providers, to change diapers, other human beings, to, 
to work with, you know, bodily fluids, including, you know, stuff and needles and all that. I know it's kind of scary. It takes a very special person to work in that profession. So from the bottom of my heart, for all, especially all the nurses up in Tier Hospital, Methodist Hospital, Houston Methodist up in, up in Houston, Her, Herman Hospital, Houston, all the people down here, DHR Health, McAllen, all, all these hospitals where they took care of my dad, they took care of my mom, they took care of my children. I've seen it. And, and, and when my dad was really, really, really sick up in Houston, Oh, to, to see these nurses. They, they loved on my dad just like, like he was their dad. All colors, black nurses, white nurses, Filipino nurses, they, all, they just loved on him. I said, look at these people, precious human beings, all these nurses and, and the, the, uh, the assistants and, and then the people who just came in and provided care and, and cleaning and hygiene. Lord bless them. National Nurses Day, National Care Provider Day. I send you all my love. Thank you so much for what you do. We need thousands and thousands of, of more, more of you um, out there. I thought I'd share this happy little story before I start talking immigration with you. New report from Centers for Disease Control. Did you know that they bought, they, they took like 400, almost 500,000 bucks grant money. C- CDC bought cell phone data and tracking information from maybe you, maybe you were part of that. I don't know who the providers were, but they bought this this tracking information on cell phones, on tablets, electronic devices that send a ping to towers nearby to say, hey, I'm over here. The full write-up is in Vice, if you want to look it up. CDC paid some broker about almost a half million dollars to monitor your electronic devices, the ones that were picked up by towers could be a tablet with phone capability capability could be a phone tracking in order to quote get deeper insights into the pandemic and human behavior they were tracking you at cdc and they admit it trying to get be more accurate on age and gender and race and even citizenship status income all that it is amazing how big brother tracks us day to day and you and I, we pretty much surrender all this with all the cell phones and the tablets and all the, the programs and all the little verbiage, legal verbiage that we just say yes. Because unless we say yes to the contracts, they won't open up our devices so we can work on them. It's just amazing what CDC, they just openly admit, yeah, we're doing for, for, for your for your health sake. To see what, what behavior was when it came to you getting vaccinated or going to pharmacies or going to schools or even going to church. My goodness. A full write-up is in Vice. Go, go look at it online. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in from my friend Dana. We're broadcasting from our Southern Command. Where's that? That's the border of Texas, U.S. and Mexico. And, yeah, we see the flood of humanity coming this way. Back to you, Steve. Three-fourths of Americans have little to no confidence that the Biden administration would be able to handle an increase in illegal immigration, this tsunami that is expected at the end of the month, as this Title 42 health policy is deep six, and they know about it, the cartels know about it, the human smugglers know about it, and they're taking advantage right down, lining up all these people headed this way. Last time we spoke with our friend Chris Cabrera from Border Patrol Union. We were looking at numbers, approximately 11,000 people crossing the border illegally every single day. Now, last I checked with him via text message, uh, the numbers were slightly lower 
but still record high. Chris Cavadetta, Border Patrol Union, my guest right now. Last time you and I spoke, we were at 11,000 daily entries on the southwest border, illegal immigrants, Chris. Where are we right now? That was the custody number, so we were dealing with about maybe nine daily. Um, right now, it seems to have slowed quite a bit. We're, we're at the, maybe the 5,000 daily. Okay. Still, 5,000 daily is a record high compared to the previous high water mark that we were talking about just a few years ago, right before COVID. Yeah, oh, I mean, 5,000 is nothing to, uh, you know, to turn your nose up at. You know, I mean, it's a lot of people. It's just not as, as busy as it was a, a few weeks ago. Um, however, that doesn't mean we're, we're in control of anything, and we're unsure why it's dropped. I mean, we, we're not, I mean, we're assuming that it's, um, you know, people are waiting to come in for this three weeks from now when we have this Title 42, if it ends. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of the 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 trump card there the the game changer if it's going to end or if it's going to stay in place are they lining up south of the border chris what do you know what do you hear caravans you know, all i did things. see i did see an article uh, that there were a lot of people uh lining up in tijuana um two weeks ago i think they were up to six thousand i'm sure the number's a lot higher now um i, I just read of a caravan coming from peru so uh, it seems that everybody's getting involved with with what's going on the most popular illegal entry points right now, Chris, which markets are we talking about? Uh, I think right now the, the busiest is Yuma. Yuma is the busiest, and Yuma and uh, Del Rio, they kind of swap back and forth uh, for the busiest spot daily, and then we're coming in third. That is so dry, desert, barren, dangerous country. Why are they going all the way over there, Chris? You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that here in the Rio Grande Valley, we're, we're a lot more built up, um, able to handle and house more people at a time. And over there, I think they get, uh, you know, kind of pencil whipped, get in and out quicker. Mm. Um, on top of that, we also have the, the cartel, cartel threats to our, our our south side, which a lot of folks are, are taking the extra journey just to uh, avoid what's going on south of us. They'll, they'll walk farther just to not deal with the cartels that we have south of us. Chris Cabrera, Border Patrol Union, we're looking at thousands of illegal entries every single day. We suspect that the problem will get even worse as this health-related Title 42 thing will be sunset at the end of this month. There's so many warnings coming from all policymakers, politicians, Border Patrol, they were saying Biden should extend this a bit more to allow Border Patrol to return some of the illegal immigrants back south of the border. When I say some, how many are we talking about? Just ballpark figure. One-fourth, one-fifth, one-sixth of the daily catch? How many do you send back because of Title 42, the, the COVID emergency health issue? You know, that that's the, the funny part there is if you come from certain countries, you're you're exempt from it, which doesn't really make any sense. If you got Which countries are exempt? I don't think COVID knows who it can and can't. In fact, um, last I heard, they were sending back uh, 100 Nicaraguans uh, in three different ports where I've Two were in Texas and one was in Arizona, and five Cubans. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's it. You know, per day. Yeah, I think it was, uh, or you know what? I think it was. It was a uh, hundred Cubans and then five Nicaraguans per day per port. Um, so, yeah, a grand total of three hundred and fifteen. 
Um, that was in one day. doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, yeah, th- 315 in one day that we saw about 5,000 crossing the border illegally. So are the numbers of deportations due to Title 42 lower now than they were before? Because I recall numbers from Customs not too long ago, maybe two months ago, where they said, oh, yeah, we had 170,000 encounters, da-da-da, and we returned. I mean, I remember it was like like 20,000, 30,000. numbers were super low compared to that. So is the number lower now than it was just 60, 90 days ago? Is you know, I'm not, I'm not certain on the number, and I don't know if they would consider that a, you know, it, it's kind of weird how they, they mince words and say, well, they returned somebody, not necessarily deported them. And deport them is a formal proceeding. If they try and come back in, it's a, it's a federal charge. So a lot of times, though, they'll give them a, a return, a, a voluntary return to their country, and there's no federal charge there. So that's just kind of mincing words, and they're making it seem like they're being tough on stuff when, when in actuality, they're not even charging anybody. How are you preparing for the potential tsunami of humanity headed this way in, in case they do get rid of Title 42 and just the trickle being returned and word gets down south of the border that really nobody's being returned? It's time to run across the border now before the Republicans take over in November. Yeah, that, that's the beauty of it. We haven't, they, they haven't come down with anything. They haven't come down with anything concrete. As opposed, I mean, you had uh, Mayorkas's six-pillar plan of, of whatever that was, which was really not a plan to fix anything. That was just uh, an immigration proposal. But there's really been no plan set in place, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. We haven't been told anything. What do you want the American people to know of what's taking place on the oh. southwest border, Chris? Yeah, what's taking place at, at the border is, is coming to a city near you. Um, what, what's coming through here isn't staying here. It's going to their neighborhoods, and, and pretty soon, uh, within three weeks, they're going to see what we've been seeing all along. Unless the big word, big news goes out, that Title 42 will be extended. At least there'll be a curtain. Yeah, right. yeah, they need that, and on top of that, they need to do something and, and get a system in place. If if this is going to sunset eventually, they need to have a plan. They need to start working on a plan to, to something that's going to take its place to to shore up the holes in our immigration system. All right, Chris, thank you. And I know morale is is low right now. Border Patrol, on our behalf, those who care and listen, stay informed, listen to talk radio here and nationwide. Just give them a hug from us and. We're rooting for him, and hopefully we can change things here pretty soon. Thank you, Chris. All right. We appreciate it. Thank you. Chris Cabrera is with the Border Patrol Union. Got about nine minutes left in the hour. Appreciate you tuning in. This is The Dana Show. I am Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash from her Southern Command in the RGV of Texas. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com.
Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Broadcasting the Dana Show from her Southern Command in the RGV of Texas, specifically McAllen, Texas. And uh, yeah, this is home to McAllen, Brownsville, Texas. You know, Elon Musk is our new neighbor down here. He's got SpaceX and he set up his little rocket thing over here. And I'll I'll comment more a bit next hour about Elon. I I love that dude. I, I love the fact that he loves liberty. I, I probably don't agree. You don't agree with everything I have to say. I don't agree with you. We don't agree with everything Elon does. You know, he loves subsidies a lot, a lot. And man, that dude turns it into billions of bucks. And, you know, he probably, you know, his lifestyle, and you know, siring kids left and right. But I love the fact that his mindset is live and let live. And I'll mention that a bit more. Anyway, he's our neighbor down here in Brownsville. He's got SpaceX. And you can just imagine all these little kids looking at these rockets and the rocket test. Our children in South Texas, here on the border with Mexico, we're, we're some of the poorest, they say, by statistics. Because poverty, you want to see poverty? Man, I grew up in Mexico. <laughs> that was real poverty down there. And our neighbors down there. But this dream of launching to space, launching to the moon from the valley, launching to Mars from South, South Texas, all this being delayed by these dumb Democrats, these bureaucrats, up in D.C., it's specifically the Federal Aviation Administration. More on that next hour. And I've got more conversations I want to share with you on, on diesel prices, for example. Father Frank Pavone from Priests for Life. That conversation coming up later on the Danish show. Because, man, we're looking at potentially taking down these huge walls, Roe v. Wade walls. In more than a generation, almost 50 years now, we're about to take these walls down and recognize the individual all the way to conception and protect that that individual has no voice. That's a separate body. It's a, it's a separate heartbeat, separate everything, and try to give that individual voice. That's coming up later in the show. This is The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting from the studios of KURV in South Texas today. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine, you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation? You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? You can't even admit what the truth is with the Steele dossier. I don't trust (laughs) government to figure out what the truth is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Senator Rand Paul, um, he was uh, addressing... 
Alejandro Mallorcas, or as I call him, Mayor Menorcas, which means minimalist as far as doing anything. And uh, the issue of, yeah, that ministry of truth and policing, what, misinformation? Who, what the hell is misinformation? What the hell is, is hate speech? All these terms that the left likes to use to what eventually censor anyone, everyone that they don't agree with, don't agree with them. It's, it's the control of information. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Dana Show. We're broadcasting today's program from the RGV of Texas, the studios of KURV Radio. My name is Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, happy Mother's Day, Dana. Big hug and a kiss to you and all the moms out there, and um, hope she gets some rest this weekend. Now, we got lots to talk about this hour, so you stick around. Look, we're uh, right there. We're at the cusp. We're at the very edge of seeing the end of Roe v. Wade and sending the issue of infanticide and whether it should be illegal or not, or how it should be regulated, because that is what abortion is. It, uh, abortion, a very clean, innocuous, clean term that doesn't evoke in your head, doesn't create in your head the bloody, disgusting reality that is abortion. It is infanticide. And send all this issue back to the states, every individual state, all these lawmakers elected at the local level for them to decide at their state houses how they will regulate this for the protection of the individual. Frank Pavone, Father Frank Pavone from Priest for Life. I'm going to share with you a conversation later on this hour of the program. And we got so much to talk about affecting your pocketbook, including the price of diesel. Maybe you're not running around town in one of those big trucks and big pickup trucks that and require some diesel for fuel. But I tell you what, amigo, uh, if you look at the numbers now compared to this time last year, folks who run the big rigs, they're paying almost twice, almost twice as much to fill their tank than they were this time last year. And because they deliver all the stuff, yeah, you and I are paying through the nose for all this. I have no idea where we're going on the whole inflation thing. <sighs> Immigration was a topic last hour. Uh, by the way, if you want to send a, a hello, it's at Sergio Talk. I'm, I promise you, I'm going back to the Twitter page and just to check because people are sending in comments. It's at Sergio Talk on the Twitter page. Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying that the federal government should pay for the public education of illegal immigrant students in Texas schools. Here, here, way to go, Governor! It's time to put this out there for conversation and to put it in place as policy for that that matter. State of Texas has spent, oof, at least $800 million every biennium. Down here, we don't need government. We don't need state government, state lawmakers meeting every single month, not even meeting every single year up in Austin to make new laws in Texas. We meet on a biennium, so they have to put together a budget for every two years. But I, I want to say, man, for the last... Probably going on the last 10 years, because I think this whole border security thing from the state of Texas goes back to the Obama years and the last big flood and tsunami we saw of illegal immigrants. Remember the, the kids in cages narrative, the, the thing that they blamed Donald Trump for? You know, initially when there were pictures posted online of kids in cages, they, all these little children, you know, crossing the border, and they didn't even say they... They crossed the border illegally. Their parents sent them on their own. All, all these people stacked up in these Border Patrol holding sites. Those were Barack Obama-era pictures and the last big flood. So I want to say, man, this goes back 
2013, uh, I mean, two, uh, yeah, 2013, 2014. So easily, state of Texas, I think now for almost a decade, has been allocating about $800 million every biennium. So to the tune now of billions upon billions of dollars to do the federal government's work. Secure the border. And because Washington has stunk at it, it hasn't secured the border, it has not fixed immigration policy, it has allowed this open-ended, you come into the country, claim asylum, lawmakers have punted to the high court and, and other courts to decide this matter. Here we go, the mess continues. And right now, the, 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 the mess on the border has a peculiar, distinctive Biden stink to it. It's the Biden border mess, because everything that... President Trump put in place to try to secure the border. It's a mess right now. He reversed everything. Stay in Mexico, uh, uh, Title 42 about to come to an end, and all that stuff. So we see a flood of humanity right now. If you're just tuning in, check out the podcast for The Dana Show later. Producer Steve, he'll condense all three hours and put the podcast online. Go check out the Chris Cabrera, my conversation with him last hour. He's with the Border Patrol. Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying the federal government should now pay for the public education of all illegal immigrant children in Texas. Agreed, Governor. And I would hope and pray that other governors, and I can only expect this from Republican governors across the southwest border who want a secure border, and other Republican governors, you know, part of the, what was it, the 29-state coalition that Governor Abbott announced of other governors in the interior, Midwest, Northeast, and, you know, Republican governors that have this, like, this rapid response mindset. I'm waiting to hear from them the same thing. All illegal immigrant kids living, and most of them that are how do you know they're illegal immigrants? More than likely, if they stayed here more than a year and they're seeking asylum and they come from certain countries, that you know it's asylum is not even an issue because asylum, by our policy, should be reserved for political and religious refugees. These are economic migrants that cross the border. They claimed asylum. They got paperwork to get in line for a immigration court that is backed up five, six years, and they're in the interior from Virginia to New York to Illinois. They're all over the place. Florida, they're all over the place. And local taxpayers who pay for local schools and local school districts, well, the extra little butts in the seats, okay, you're paying for the budgets for those schools to, to fund all this. Enough, enough. From the lunches to the funding for the teachers, the extra classrooms, the brick and mortar facilities, all that. Yeah, Washington needs to pay for that. Now, good luck trying to get Washington to refund all this. Good luck trying to get Washington, D.C. to cut a check to Texas for the probably, I, my guess would be almost $6 billion that have been spent so far in border security. It, a desperate effort by Texas to try to secure the border. Good luck trying to get a refund check. We would need the right people in power to recognize that the federal government under different administrations failed. The states tried to secure the border and cut Texas a $6 billion reimbursement check and cut the, for example, in my state, be the education agency, cut them a big fat check for all the illegal immigrant children local taxpayers are paying for. That's, this conversation needs to be had nationwide. Speaking of the governor, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He wants to speed up 
this abortion ruling at the court. You already have the draft opinion that was leaked on Roe v. Wade. Sam Alito writing for the majority. We now know it's a majority of of high court justices that say get rid of Roe v. Wade, send everything back to the states for them to decide the issue of infanticide. In my words, that I wish would be used by the lying standard media nationwide. This is infanticide. Let the states figure out how to regulate what was legal infanticide nationwide. The states need to do that. So there goes Roe v. Wade. We know what it is. Governor Greg Abbott, again, ringing that bell. Among those saying, this attempt to hijack the high court, we need to go ahead and publish the opinion. I say, look, this has never been done before, right? This whole leak at the high court. So why not? Why not publish? Go ahead and publish. You know that these justices, these conservatives, they will not be changing their mind. I don't believe they are. Go back, make sure that every T is dotted, every, every T is crossed, every I is dotted, make sure there's proper punctuation, all that stuff. Publish the darn thing now. Why? To seize the power of the left to continue making noise about this and threaten the safety of the high court justices. That's why we need that. Uh, Governor Abbott is right, and other, uh, other folks have been in the news the past couple of days saying, publish it, go ahead and send it out. Yeah, the, maybe uh, Sotomayor and Keg and all this, they're dragging their feet. They don't want to publish the minority opinion yet. Oh, fine. We know it's a majority. Here's the majority opinion. Boom. There it is. You guys in the minority, uh, you guys have until the end of the session. Uh, wait till summer. Uh, end of summer. You guys can publish end of summer. This, this session. That's fine. Why? Well, we can't do that because it's not, it's not done. Because Why? We've never had a leak before in the court. That's why. <laughs> so we've got the unprecedented leak at the court. Why not? Let's do this unprecedented. The majority opinion, it's already written. We've made sure to do the spell check and all that. We ran it through Word. There you go. There's a majority opinion. Boom. What you do with this is... You take, you remove the malicious, I believe the maliciously driven motives of leftists who have published the addresses of the conservative high court justices ought to peacefully protest, as the outgoing Jen Psaki said. Peacefully, they have a right to peaceful protest. As I said last hour, well, Jen, you want to go there? Jen Saki, I don't want anything bad happening to you. I definitely don't want anything bad happening to the justices. I don't want anything bad, bad happening to politicians. It's only the crazy left goes out there and protests at the homes of people they don't agree with, politicians that they don't agree with. And that, that's nuts. And we know when the left starts protesting, we have seen before how this could quickly descend into chaos. Wrong individual shows up, throws a, a frozen bottle of water, or God forbid, a bottle full of accelerant, maybe a little spark here and there. We know how quickly things can descend into Crazyville, USA. No, that's, again, another example of lack of leadership. What you do by publishing the majority opinion now. You see, why are they protesting? Why is this call from some of these leftists to go protest at the, at the high court justice, the, the conservative high court justices' homes? Desperately try to influence their vote, right? To scare them, to keep them awake at night.
to make sure they don't get some sleep, to force them to pack up and go with their security and hold up at a hotel for many days until the majority opinion. We know what the majority opinion is. We, we've never done it before. Yeah, publish the majority opinion now and remove from their filthy hands, the leftist, crazy leftist filthy hands, remove this maliciously driven intent, the motive of protesting for the sake of influencing the vote of these justices. I don't believe they can. I think that they only strengthen the spine and resolve of the conservative justices to keep their vote as is. But you don't, I don't want, I believe even you guys on the left, you don't want a situation where things can descend out of control. Look, January 6th, how many videos, how many pictures, how many phone videos, how many security videos do we have of people up in Washington, people not happy with the result of the election up in Washington, all these Trump supporters you know, waving their flags. It was a small segment of a protest, what, a mile or so away, a small segment who went to the Capitol. The overwhelming majority, and the proof is in all the videos and the security first, they walked in. They didn't march in the Capitol, burn the damn thing down. There were some idiots that their intent was bent towards evil and emotion. They were overpowered by emotion. Abortion is likely the most of all lightning rod issues. This is probably one of the most powerful is abortion. If you had a small group of idiots that made a mess of some doors and glass out there, well, the overwhelming majority just went, went to peaceful protests, and they were just walking inside the Capitol with no, no problem. Can you imagine a situation outside a high court justice's home? No, absolutely not. You publish now, take their evil intent. Take the left's evil intent away. It's 20 minutes after the hour. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting today's program from her southern command, Rio Grande Valley of Texas. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. Broadcasting today's program from Dana's Southern Command, Deep South Texas, still in Texas, blessed soil. She broadcasts her show daily to the world online uh, from North Texas. I am in South Texas. My name is Sergio Sanchez. If you'd like to say hello, you can go on the Twitter thing. We'll put that to good use now that I seem to like the new owner. The incoming owner, Allah. That's uh, at Sergio Talk, at Sergio Talk. So stick around. I'm going to share a couple conversations. Always learning something new when I speak with Father Frank, Frank Pavone from Priest for Life. That conversation coming up in a little bit. 
And price of diesel is like at record high right now, ridiculous. Right now, like twice as much as this time last year for running the big rig. And Tim Snyder, my buddy from MatadorEconomics.com, coming up later in the show. All right, Steve, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Let me get the uh, ridiculous stuff out of the way first. Madonna is hoping to go one-on-one with the Pope. <laughs> Uh, it's not not what you think. Uh, one, it's a conversation. The, she only wants to talk. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Uh, in a tweet this week, Madonna attacked Pope Francis and swore that she was a good Catholic girl. She says, I'm, I'm, I'm a good Catholic. All right. Uh, wants to talk about important issues. Okay. Most Americans do not want former President Trump's Title 42 health policy on the border to be removed. This uh, to be removed, that is, uh, this is a CNN poll. 57% believe that Title 42 should remain in place. Yeah, I know it's fake news, CNN, but even a broken clock is twice a day, you know, is correct twice a day. All right. Uh, And three fourths, they don't have any confidence in Biden when it comes to immigration issues and the flood of immigrants headed this way. From South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. This is The Dana Show. Democrats start telling the Lincoln Project to pound sand. The Biden administration now admits to providing Ukraine with the info to sink the Moskva. And Jen Psaki won't tell abortion demonstrators to leave justices alone at home. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. I hope every human being in this country understands that when you take away a woman's right to make her decisions about her health and well-being, she is no longer a full citizen. She no longer has freedom. She no longer has bodily autonomy. She no longer has basic civil rights or civil liberties. That is what this decision would do in America today. Senator Gillibrand, yeah, actually, Senator, with all due respect, um, think of it this way. For the first time in more than a generation, we are about to give potentially, what is, how many children, how many babies we abort, I'm sorry, do we kill as a nation, we allow it to be murdered in this nation. You're like a million and a half. Well, let's round it. Let's round it down for the sake of you know, for the benefit of the left. Let's say it's a million, right? Just by the flip of the coin, it's fifty-fifty. Half. Uh, what does Dana say? <laughs> little sausage and beans, right? And then the other one, half are boys, half are little baby girls, and that's that's all we have is just boys and girls. That that's that's biology, that's DNA. That's the way the the spool has wound up. It's boys or girls, and 50%, give or take, are girls. So we just gave potentially 500,000 women rights to breathe, to live, to achieve their full potential. And you never know, maybe at this point onward, if we were someday finally as a nation come to this reality and and have this epiphany and realize we do need to protect every single individual, give them 
give every woman a chance to live, give every woman a chance to achieve, give every man and woman to achieve and live. Maybe in the, the pool of a half million U.S. educated little children, maybe we'll see, I don't know, maybe we'll have someone go into some lab and, and finally whip up a cure for cancer. Or have some little scientist go into a lab somewhere and, I don't know, maybe uh, create warp drive or some crazy thing like that, right? We've given the women the power to live. That's that's what's taking place right now. So i got a conversation coming up in just mere moments here with Father Frank Pavone with Priest for Life. So stick around for that. Other news of the day caught my eye. Austin, Texas. If you're not familiar with how we're made up in Texas... It's a shiny, crust, Republican, red, conservative. We love our guns. We love our Bibles. We love our liberty. We love our property. We're not perfect. We're definitely not perfect, but a lot more freedom here than other places. We love our capitalism. We love our businesses, all that. But somewhere in the core of the apple, that shiny red apple, right in the middle in central Texas is Austin. And it's, it's weird, it's strange, it's lefty, it's, it loves professing uh, com- compulsory collectivism and communism and all that. Yeah, that's Austin, Texas. That's, that's where all the crazies that move in from California. Because it, it's real pretty. Austin is real pretty. Hill country, lots of lakes. It's, there's a lot to do. It's, it's fun. So among the crazy things they have up there as, as the loonies, the crazies are, are running the asylum up in Austin, City Hall. Austin becomes the first city in Texas to experiment with this craziness, this this guaranteed income idea, this program for some low-income families. It's the city council up there. They, they approved a, a one-year, million-dollar pilot program. Where the money come from? Oh, it's taxpayer money. Yeah, l- local homeowners, business owners in Austin who pay their property taxes to the city of Austin and the county and the school district, but I guess they take a million dollars from those who own properties in Austin. A million bucks. The excuse is, it's cheaper for us to do this than to try to find housing and try to help the poor with other programs. It it takes time, get them in line, and bureaucracy. We'll just give them a thousand bucks a month, they say. Okay, it's a guaranteed income program for some low-income families. And this is all this craziness that somehow basic needs can be provided, food and shelter and, and all the other transportation, you know, all these other basic needs, medicine as well, that, that'd be the ideal situation. Basic needs, so, so that the full flower of human potential can finally blossom, right? Where everybody can just dedicate themselves to, I don't know, finger painting all day long, maybe finally perfect that, that uh, you know, acid, hard rock rift on their guitar, or, or maybe, I don't know, go back to a laboratory and try to invent something. You know, just they, they, they dedicate their strengths and their time to, to their talents all day long. We'll, we'll take care of the basic needs, the, the food, the shelter, the transportation, the education, education, all that stuff, right? Austin... Let's see how many, 85 households, $1,000 a month for a year. It's only low-income families. This, you know, the first thing that I thought when I saw this, Star Trek. In the Star Trek universe, for some reason, 
especially in in the initial expression back in the sixties, right? It's like, and I know the next generation talked about that. If you're not a Trekkie, just follow me for a second, because I know Jean Luc Picard. John Luke Picard, he, he explained this. Yeah, we, we have advanced society to the point where people don't need, people don't want, people don't need to trade uh, with currency, people, don't, people are not hungry, people don't need shelter. We, all of that is provided for. <laughs> and I, when I heard that, I laughed because that, that goes against human nature. That, that, that's the Star Trek universe. It will never, ever happen unless by some miracle... Our DNA is respooled in all all humans. Our, our DNA is respooled so that we all act like ants or bees. We're not bees. We're not ants. We are individuals. We have a conscience. We work for our own self-interest, don't we? The, the motivation is profit. It's prosperity. It's retention of wealth. It's advancing our own knowledge for the sake of our benefit and that of our, our progeny, that of our kids, right? We're not bees. We're not ants. We admire the work that bees, that we admire the work, the piles, of, you know, the ant piles. We admire the work ethic, but we are not of that mindset. We have a different mindset. In fact, I think we would have, I think it would be easier for humankind to develop for some scientists to develop that fantasy warp engine, the fantasy warp speed, or in a Star Trek, another technology, the, uh, the the transporter, right? Where the transporter will take you and take apart every single cell, uh, every single atom, throw you into a machine and broadcast you and reconstitute you like a thousand miles away on the moon, or you know, or not on the moon. The moon is two hundred fifty thousand miles. But you know, you get it. They take you from one place to the next via transporter. I think that we would see that technology sooner than the human motivation, the the nature of humanity to work for self, to provide for self, and for our children. That being converted into a compulsory collective mentality where everyone works for the sake of the community. Everyone works at their maximum for the collective. You can't go against human nature. Anyway, good luck, Austin. And uh, for you guys up in Austin who voted these fools into City Hall, <laughs> you, de- you deserve the government that you have. All right, got about 17 minutes to the hour. This is The Dana Show. Broadcasting from South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. Uh, you want to say hi on Twitter, it's at Sergio Talk. Let me share with you a conversation I had with the leader for Priests for Life as we're looking at the walls of Roe v. Wade soon, I pray, soon will come down. On this week that we mark the National Day of Prayer, what amazing news that we receive. Roe v. Wade might be crumbling, those walls crumbling might be coming down. Father Frank Pavone is director of Priests for Life. It's an honor speaking with you again, my precious friend. What do you think, brother? To hey, see listen, this is, this is great news, and, uh, you know, Justice Roberts confirmed that this leaked opinion is authentic, and I don't think any of these justices that have signed on to it already are going to change their minds just because 
of public pressure. They can change some of the wording. You know, these drafts get circulated because some of the justices might want to draft concurring opinions, you know, where they agree with the judgment, but they want to add some additional arguments, or they might want to suggest that, you know, some different paragraphs be changed in different ways. But on the core issue, I and most of the other observers of this are convinced now that we are, we, this court has decided and is ready to announce uh, that Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey are overruled. Now, our listeners should, should understand, this doesn't make abortion illegal. The court is saying we're not in the business of legislating. The court is saying let the legislators make the laws as they're supposed to, and as they did in our country, by the way, from the beginning of our history up until the time of Roe v. Wade. There's nowhere in our history, and this, uh, Sergio, was one of the main points Justice Alito makes, that nowhere in our history was abortion uh, advocated as a a constitutional right. This is a novel idea that plucked out of nowhere by Roe v. Wade. Yeah, hyperextending the definition of law to make it a so-called constitutional right. It always, yeah. always, always bugs me when I, when I see that expression in standard write-ups and media expressions. Father Frank Pavone, a director of Priests for Life. It's amazing, Father Frank. It's taken this long, more than a generation. We've had amazing advancements in medical technology, confirmation on the individual, that other body that's inside the body. Well, they say, right. yeah, hands off my body. Right. we got another body inside with his, her own DNA and blood type and brain activity. Right. It's, it's taken this long, almost 50 years now, to identify the individual. Like, beliefs aside, religious beliefs aside from you, Father Frank, and yours truly, we'll put that aside. Just the science alone will define the, the individual. Uh, absolutely. And you know, Sergio, why it's taken so long? This Mississippi case, which became the Dobbs case, It's very instructive on the very point you're making. Why is it taking so long? The science has been with us. First of all, Roe v. Wade itself ignored the science. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, The decision itself is so poorly reasoned, it skipped over literally... Uh, centuries of scientific development as if they didn't exist. That was the, the first problem. And then the second problem is this dogma that the court uh, uh, enacted that you can't protect babies before viability. Now, the lawmakers across the country, both in Congress and in the states, have not ignored the science. They have been legislating exactly because of the science. This Mississippi law of protecting babies from 15 weeks takes into account that we know more about the unborn child now than we've ever known in human history. However, what the court said was, well, the baby's too young to be protected. That's it. We're not even going to listen to the science or anything else. This is why this case now was a victory right from the beginning. It was a victory as soon as the Supreme Court said, wait a second, we've got a question this dogma that just because the baby is so young, we can't protect the baby constitutionally. That doesn't make sense. We're going to call that into question now. And in so doing, the Supreme Court now is poised to say, okay, legislators, both in Congress and in the states, you look at the science. If it's your judgment that these babies should be protected, then go for it. And, and that, Sergio, is the only position that makes sense. Father Frank Pavone, Priests for Life, my guest right now. Not your body, not your choice. That's a different body. That's That little one has no choice whatsoever. Do you see this pending victory? And I pray it is a, 
a victory here very, very soon in dismantling these huge walls of Roe versus Wade. Do you see this as a call to action for the body of Christ to take care of some of these moms and some of these babies, to do more than simply gather by the thousands yearly to protest, but let's put our money where our mouth is. No more big speakers or, you know how they do in the other uh, independent church, big speakers that make sound audio system. Okay, let's take some of these millions and put it into people, and for the body yeah. of Christ and all these parishes to take in families, let's protect these women and these babies and do our part to wash feet from this point on. Oh yes, this is this is, and this, as you know, is at the core of the pro-life movement. In fact, the bulk of the energy uh, and resources of the movement aren't even uh, directed towards legislation and courts. They're directed to the thousands of pregnancy centers, which right now, unlike at the time of Roe, outnumber the abortion facilities by like a margin of four to one. And we are committed to that. In fact, for example, you know, this law in Texas that has been uh, protecting babies there since uh, since September, this heartbeat law, together with the provision of the law that says you can't do an abortion after you detect a heartbeat, is a provision expanding funding precisely to do what you just said, to help the moms that are in distress. We care about them. We love them. We don't judge them. We serve them. And this is a call when the court says the lawmakers can legislate on abortion. They're not just talking about making it illegal. They're talking about using every possible avenue a, to empower the body of Christ, the churches, independent organizations to, to step up to the plate and help these moms, and B, the, the, the levers of government, to the extent that they are empowered to do so, need to be stepping up and helping and funding these uh, many, many alternatives yeah. to abortion that are out there. We're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah, the funding, believe me, on the radical left, these some of these very secular humanists, these banshees with big wallets, man, they're opening up and providing millions and millions of dollars for pro-homicide, pro-baby-murdering lawmakers to try to win back in November. This is a call to action from anyone who wants to defend the undelivered child. This is a call to action to provide some funding, not only to people that will continue this push at the legislative level, but as you said, folks that will provide assistance to these babies and to these women who will need the help. Do you at Priest for Life or other friends, do you provide like, um, like a clearinghouse of information on these pro-life organizations protecting women uh, yes. kids? Yes, we sure do. There's a special website called endabortioncentral.com. Endabortioncentral.com. People can find the pregnancy services. They can find what the law, what the laws are in their state. They can find ideas about what to do, like you just said, to step up to the plate and protect these babies. It's like a clearinghouse. It's like a hub. Endabortioncentral.com. Thank you, Father Frank, for always being in the okay. fight all these years. Thank you, Father Frank, and we're praying that the Lord give us the victory here very soon. From Priest for Life is Father Frank Pavone. Appreciate you tuning in today. This is The Dana Show from South Texas, Her Southern Command. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's The Dana Show. We're broadcasting today's program from the Dana Show Southern Command, as I refer to it, here in Deep South Texas, studios of KURV, proud affiliate. We carry Dana live. For us, it'd be 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central. You guys should call your program director do the same thing. She's up with the news, up to speed every day, every moment, breaking news. She's got it. That's the Dana Show. Join us next hour. Uh, scientists emailing 
broadcasting nudes into space, hoping to attract aliens. We'll flesh that one out. All right, Steve, well, let's do some Florida Man. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. It's uh, heartbreaking to see this picture out of Florida. Car owner Robert J. Giuriani. Giuriani. All you need to do is do the online search. Florida man crashes $704,000 Ford GT. Beautiful car. You ever see Speed Racer? It looks like one of those cars that that raced against Speed Racer. Just a beautiful, beautiful, but he crashed it. He didn't know how to drive stick shift. This is the Dana Show from South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Happy Friday, friends. This is the Dana Show. We're broadcasting from South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez, as I refer to the Dana Show Southern Command. And it's a real honor for us to be with you again. And happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day is this coming Sunday. And for some of the affiliates, I know you guys carry the show on Sunday as well. So happy Mom's Day. Happy Mom's Day to Dana, to my wife as well. Uh, Two beautiful boys. Thank God they look like Mama. And... uh, Happy Mother's Day to my mom. I'm still blessed to have my mom, a portion of her. She's still with me. Uh, You know, it's the whole uh, memory thing. I'll I'll leave it there. I I miss the conversations, uh, long talks, you know, discovering more about her. Her troubled past, she grew up in in Mexico. My dad and my mom grew up in Mexico. They were very, very poor. (laughs) Children of... uh, My mom was... um, the daughter of tenant farmers, big agriculture families. And I've said before, uh, in Mexico, as it was common in the U.S. as well, I I mean, just a a different time, just a century ago, farming families, uh, ag families, some tenant farmers, they'd, man, they'd have kids. They have lots of kids. Many of them, they just, it's free labor. Go pick the fields per bucket. you, You get paid per bucket. You get paid per box, whatever it is that you process, and there you go, man. It's dad winds up getting that big paycheck. Well, that was that was her, but unfortunately, the the whole you know, color purple. You ever read that book? Saw, saw the movie, color purple. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like that. Not 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 against my mom, but her her her, her one of her sisters. Uh, her her she had like twelve siblings. Brothers and sisters, like six brothers, six sisters, something like that. It's a huge, huge family. And one of uh, her sisters uh, caught the eye of that individual who I never called him. I never knew him. Never called him grandfather. My my mom's dad, just an animal, just an animal of, of a human being, just an awful individual, just disgusting. Yeah, and uh, he he abused, molested one of my aunts. And um, so quite an experience, and uh, there was an uproar. She defended her, her sister. The brothers defended the dad. It was just awful. So there's a little bit of color purple in their farming family, just ignorance abounding everywhere, no education, just awful, I mean, beating the children, all that stuff. So those conversations, I, I am sad to tell you, since I, her memory started going South, I thought I thought she'd be with me a long, long time, and she's there in physical form, but the mental is just not there. 
and I miss those conversations uh, where she would because I I never I, I have to draw on memory my memory and mercifully some of my aunts are still with me so I could go back and ask them to confirm this confirm I, I want to write all this down it's a, it's a story worth telling we've we've come so far. And uh, so I'm, I'm grateful that my mom's still with me. I get to see her at a facility that, I, unfortunately, and I keep praying. <laughs> I keep praying, Lord, <laughs> send me that uh, Rush Limbaugh check <laughs> sometime in the future because <laughs> I'm not happy. She, she's, t- she's well taken care of. But I know that if you have a family, a family member, you have a parent in a care facility where they receive 24-hour monitoring and care, a nursing home, you know, a care facility, rehab place. You, my mom was independent till just just about last year. She suffered a stroke and that she never was able to recover and go back. So she, I have a shell. I, I had a shell beforehand, and now with a stroke, it's even worse now. She didn't talk to me that much. But uh, I had to give her up to, to make sure she was safe and have nurses care for her around the clock. And... Uh, I wish I had, uh, financially speaking, the ability to okay hire this person, that other person, twenty-four. I could I could schedule the people and come over for have them come over and take care of her around the clock. You never know. Maybe that that ship will come in. I I just I'm at peace because before she stopped talking to me as far as her memory, she. Uh, she looked at the place, the, and it's a nice, it's a good place. This is clean. And people are super nice. If you joined me a couple hours back, uh, I, I recognize nurses. It's National Nurses Day. It's National Care Provider Appreciation Day. It, yeah, that place is full of those people. Just that special calling, that special loving heart. They take care of your mom and dad as if they were yours. And I see them from a distance. I see what they do. These poor folks are just kind of slowly fading away. But they love on them. They care. They clean them up. They wash them. They, Mama always smells nice, <laughs> like shampoo. <laughs> I got to joke around with her. Um, I, one of my constant jokes, she has she has spots like these, what they call liver spots on her skin. She's so white. My mom is super, super white. My goodness. Um, She's got these liver spots. These white people get. And I'm more like my dad. I got a bit more tan, natural tan. And I I, I start scratching her liver spot. I don't actually scratch it, but I kind of touch it with my fingertips. Hey, look, look. You need to go shower. That's dirt. You got some dirt on you. And she smiles at me. (laughs) Because she does. She's at a great facility. She's taken care of around the clock. I still want her home. I used to see her daily. I used to, um, every day after work, I had the blessing, finally convinced my dad after he got got sick. He tried to stay in Houston. All the family, all his immediate family, all the people that he supported up in Houston, that that he bankrolled some of their needs and vacations. He bankrolled some of the equipment that they needed, but he bankrolled all. My dad did all that for mom's extended family up up in Houston when he needed them the most. They helped a lot. But no, they, they didn't want to take care of him. He thought that they were going to take care of him long term. He didn't want me to have that burden. I was begging him for years to come down here. And he finally, finally, he did it once. Everybody finally abandoned him up in Houston. 
Because they were carpeting and complaining, all these extended family members, all these ingrates. You should be taking, I know I'm trying to take care of him. You need to stop providing occasional help here and there so he understands that he gets it. You don't want to help him. Eventually, I brought him down here, brought mom down here, and was able to take care of them, take care of my, my parents, finally. It's a blessing to be able to take care of your parents. But I used, to, I used to see mom daily. Finally got him a house. I never used to see my mom daily. After work here at the race, they live like, and God provides. I, I am, I believe in the Almighty. I believe in surrendering all your needs, everything that you need. You, you leave that at the altar. Don't depend on yourself. Depend on the Almighty who loves you. That's, that's my perspective. That's, my, that's truth. That's not my truth. That's truth, period. I don't say it's my truth. I put my mom and dad at his altar. I said, Lord, here you go. Take care of him. Help me take care of him. He did. I got home, like two, literally two minutes away from my house where my wife and I and our kids live. I just get in my truck, two minutes, boom, I'm there. What's going on? And I set up cameras to make sure they're okay. I used to see her daily. I miss her so much because the, the really nice facility that's taking care of her is uh, minimum, minimum, uh, I would say 20, 30 minutes in traffic. It gets worse. Just going there, coming back is an hour plus the time I want to spend with her. Just you know, feed her, you know, feed her some some yogurt or just you know, it used to be easier. Right? That's why I miss. Her. I was hoping for that that ability, but Lord knows everything. He's he's in her hands. I have my mom. I thank God for my mom. I thank that I had good parents who didn't treat me like they were treated by their parents. When they were growing up, so remember it's Mom's Day. Happy birth, uh, happy birthday, happy happy Mom's Day to our friend Dana. Happy Mom's Day to my wife, my beautiful, gorgeous wife, mother of our two gorgeous little dudes, and um, Happy Mother's Day to my mom as well. We're going to spend as a nation. Let's see what was the number here. Here's the story: Mother's Day spending. Uh, 31.7 billion dollars says the National Retail Federation Mother's Day 31.7 billion dollars which is a lot more than dads get by the way which is okay it's okay uh, I'm alright with that uh, that lack of parity I don't, I don't need stuff I just good steak good barbecue just spend time with the kiddos I, I think I speak for all men to have peace, tranquility, not necessarily quiet. There's, 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 there's a difference between peace and tranquility and just outright, just every, everybody shutting up and being quiet. No, I don't like quiet. I want the noise. I want the kids playing. I want my, I want my wife talking to me. Talk, 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 talk. Tell me about the accounting department. Tell me about the family. Tell, tell me about this. Tell me about, tell me about some online things. She's my talk radio. My wife, she's my talk radio. <laughs> I, I make a, I get paid for a flap in my gums. Uh, I, I go home and I love listening to her. I just love listening to her. I don't talk. Believe me, I, I exhaust all of my verbiage here on the radio. I just get it out of my system and I climb up. I don't say much more after this. <laughs> I love the noise. Uh, some, you know, some might say, well, everybody be quiet. No, I'm fine. I, I like the noise. And, and I'm okay with the disparity where dads only get so much and moms get a heck of a lot more. Reminds me, speaking of dead, I apologize. I have a, like a, thank you, Steve. Thank you, my brother, my brother Kane. 
sugarcane. Thank you for all the... They gave me material. I got my own stack from the morning news and all the stuff that I do here. Somewhere in the stack, and I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't find it, but I bet you if you do the DuckDuckGo search or the Google search, you'll find it. There's a lawmaker out there somewhere proposing legislation to promote that women seek... They seek legally seek assistance, take men to court if they got knocked up. If the pregnancy happened, they got knocked up. Because men, and I've said this for the longest time, men who impregnate women, who knock them up, boyfriends, this unplanned pregnancy, absolutely. It's more than just putting a ring on it. More than just that. Because marriage is serious business. It's life, lifetime, lifelong. It's a serious business to go in. And you better love that spouse, right? You better love your sweetheart. You love the fact that she's the mother of your child. You better love her more than anything else except God Almighty. Even more than that little child that's coming and it's going to kind of look like you. But there's a lawmaker out there proposing legislation to promote that women find, legally speaking, they go to court and take these men to court and let's go. You know, you're you're the father. Let's do the whole DNA thing. A greater promotion of that, which I'm totally in favor. It takes two to tango, and this whole abortion infanticide thing, for the longest time, has always, always excluded the responsibility of the man in bringing about this new life and being responsible for providing for this new life. Elon Musk in the news with his Twitter thing. I, um, you want to say hi on Twitter? You can say at Sergio Talk at Sergio Talk. All of a sudden, thanks to Elon Musk taking over. Man, I'm a huge fan of Twitter. I'm gonna try to do a bit more work on Twitter. I, I went, I went online to promote the fact that we're broadcasting the Dana Show from our studio here in South Texas, McAllen. And I, I finally remember. I, I, I really stink at this. I'm sorry. I, I should do this more often. I've done the show plenty of times, but I always forget to promote it. So I went on Twitter, went on Facebook, and then on Facebook, this stupid Facebook thing. Your account's been restricted because of It's a joke. I posted a meme that stated a joke about Elon Musk. Anyway, it was a joke. And the anal retentive little do-gooders at, at Facebook restricted, yet again restricted the account. So it's out there. I finally was able to promote, hey, I'll be tuning in for Dana. Happy Mother's Day, Dana. I'll be tuning out. Did it on Twitter with no problem. But on Facebook, oh, they red flag it again. Because it's misinformation. It's a lie. It's a joke. My goodness. Elon Musk. Oh, he's our neighbor down here in Brownsville. He's got his SpaceX thing here in South Texas. Yo, Elon. Why don't you save up your pennies? Go buy Facebook. Please, buddy. Please, I'm begging you. Go buy Facebook. Down to fire all these so-called fact, fact checkers. All right, it's 20 minutes after the hour. This is The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting from our Southern Command. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And again, only women can be moms. That's it. Only women. That's it. That's the truth. And if you need to find a nice gift for mom, well, how about one of those my pillows? Our partners for this illustrious portion of our radio programming, it's our friends over at My Pillow. They're having a BOGO extravaganza. Whenever I see buy one, get one, I'm always like, for me? Yes, 
for me and for you. Buy one, get one free pricing. So, for instance, you get the My Pillow bed sheets as low as like 59 bucks, the Elegance My Pillows 49 bucks, six-piece towel sets, Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillows 29.98, so much more. The Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillow. Okay, so I'm a loon. And when I go on vacation, I want my own pillow. I want my own pillow that no one else but my head touched because I don't want, I just can't do it, people. Just like I can't reuse plastic glasses, I can't like go and sleep on someone else's pillow or a pillow that someone else slept on. I can't, I can't do it. The roll and go anywhere in my pillow is my saving grace because you can take it with you on vacation or anywhere you go. It comes in a ton of different colors and patterns. You can wash it. And dry it in your machine. And it has a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's fluffy. You can use it. In, I mean, t- if you don't want to go on vacation, you could just, like, use it on your couch. Take it with you outside wherever you want to do. It's the roll and go. It literally roll and go anywhere. It's a pillow you can roll and go with anywhere. So buy one, get one, extravaganza, mypillow.com, bed sheets, my pillows, tip of the iceberg. See the full list. They got a ton of stuff that I'm not even mentioning. Uh, mypillow.com slash Dana or call 800-944-4975. Stock up with the buy one, get one free savings today and get Mike's book free with any purchase. Mypillow.com slash Dana, 800-944-4975. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's quick five brought to you by Caltech. Mortgage rates, 30-year fixed rate at around 5.3%. Yeah, the Fed keeps raising rates and all the banking stuff. They probably need to raise it just a little bit more to to cool off the market. I got friends in, in the realty market saying, yeah, it's still, still very, very active. And I don't ask me to explain. It's out there. Go look it up. Some scientists looking into whether... Like, who thinks up of this stuff? Like... Fecal matter transplant, taking fecal matter from younger rats into older rats, it fixed some of the aging problems. Like, all right. From South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. This is The Dana Show. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail, it's The Dana Show. These kinds of numbers do not suggest that we are currently in a recession. Good. Want to make that point. I think it would be very difficult down the road with high inflation to avoid a recession, okay? And I think, as I've said before, the longer the Fed waits to knock the inflation rate down, the worse this story is going to get. But in terms of here, uh, these are April numbers. The spring, I don't see the recession call. <laughs> Larry Kudlow um, helped out former President Trump there for a while. Um, for me, like economic stuff and new stuff, for me, you guys who love sports are always up to speed on all sports. Yeah, for me, economic news, for me, it's a sport. And it's, you know, you just kind of sit on the sidelines. You really can't do anything about it. Just kind of watch, you know, watch the tea leaves and prognosticate. It's like talking about the weather. I, I love talking about it. All this money. So, yeah, Larry Kudlow. Well, he doesn't see, he doesn't think that we're headed into a recession like right now. Uh, well, we did have the quarter, most recent quarter that we had, we went into, we went into the red. Negative growth, right? Uh, let me expand on that here in a second. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show. Happy Mother's Day, Dana. And uh, Dana's taking a day off today. And Lord willing, we'll be back with us on Monday. If you want to say hi, it's at Sergio Talk. 
thanks to Elon Musk. I'm a big Twitter fan now, so I'll, hopefully I'll be fishing around Twitter a bit more. It's at Sergio Talk. Just to throw it out there, you know, you, you want to talk about you know balls and strikes and you know the lineup. I think Larry Kudlow is. You know what he's using? He's using the the federal jobs number from today. So they said that the economy added like 423,000 jobs. There was a new government figure. It's pretty strong, pretty good. Hospitality, manufacturing, transportation, all that. But since, you know, I'm a nerd when it comes to stuff like this, the private payroll sector, ADP, their number came in close to, not exactly, but close to half of what these nerds, these bean counters, these number crunchers had been expecting on private payroll activity. Yeah, it came in close to 50 percent, maybe 40 percent of what they had been prognosticated. And then you took it, take a look at the other stuff that's out there, and we'll be talking a bit more about the economy, about your wallet, about the price of fuel here very, very soon. So stick around for my conversation with, with Tim Snyder. But man, you, you look at everything else out there that's dealing with Worker productivity. You know the big headline yesterday was worker productivity. We ain't working that hard right now. We ain't, we ain't churning out, throwing out the assembly line on the other end, enough stuff to keep up with the numbers that we need to show strong economic growth. Worker productivity, they say it was the lowest since the end of World War II. The supply chain thing hadn't been fixed, right? I said, what else? Oh, yeah, and I mentioned energy, right? Diesel cost, they say diesel cost is at a record high right now. 550 average nationwide, a gallon of diesel. And we need that for the trucks. It was, in fact, if you look at the number now on diesel prices compared to last year, we are close to twice as much for diesel. And you have, you know you're going to pay for all that. You, you pay more for food, for clothing, for whatever it is that those trucks brought to the market for you. There's less money for you to spend on something else. Yeah, the retail numbers might be off the charts. Oh, look, retail sales activity increased by you know, 10%. Yeah. How much of that was inflation? Oh, let's see, 8.5%. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, wasn't, it wasn't that much. So I don't know. And all the big bankers, Jamie Dimon, all these other people, all the big banks, Wells Fargo, Chase, all, all these people on their little speaking, you know, Chamber of Commerce lunches. They've been sounding the alarm now. And the fact that we contracted by 1.5% in the first quarter and with all this other negative worker productivity so low, they ain't churning out stuff. Supply chain ain't fixed. Energy prices through the roof. The private sector payroll, they didn't hit the number. In fact, it got halfway there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't think... I think recession might be here already. Technically, we're not because we need like two... Reporting periods to two quarters and negative growth. So we might be in the middle. I don't want, but I'm not rooting for a recession. Unlike the leftists do when there's a Republican president, oh, we're hoping for a recession so you know, the voters can go vote with their wallet. I'm not, I'm not saying that. That, that. that cake has already been baked. We don't need a recession to prove that. The clueless Joe Biden and all his minions are idiots. They, they do that. On their own. Uh, this here's a story I promised you uh, from earlier. This is hilarious. Scientists planning to launch nudies, nude pictures of human beings into space. Why? 
to attract aliens. I mean, they're not launching like in a in a little space capsule. They're, it's a high-powered electronic message to try to broadcast that into deep space. You guys seen like in the Voyager um, capsules, the, the Voyager um, probes that we've sent out like you know 40 years ago, like a generation ago. You know how the, it has a a gold plate that has a picture of a naked man, naked woman, and raising hi, you know, hi, we're, yeah, I know we're naked, hello, we're here. Well, it's they're broadcasting that same image, but it's like low. You would say low pixelation, right? If it has big uh, big squares on it, right? Low pixelation. It's it, it looks like it uh, like a old video game because. The Minecraft thing and the Roblox, they, they use, like, low pixelation, like, these characters like that, right? It, it's the, it's the, those nudies. It's the man, naked man, naked woman, and then they, they put a picture of a DNA spool, you know, and that's the messenger. They're hoping to attract aliens, they say. Now, why, why would, can you imagine if they're out there way, if they're way out there and eventually receive this at light speed many perhaps millions or billions of years from now when we're no longer here we'll be with jesus or you know we're no longer here um because at the rate we're going we're going to wind up killing each other just on the you know infanticide abortion thing here pretty soon can you imagine when they receive that transmission like some space alien mama in a little kid has a little uh, space alien tablet say hey mom look what i got so where'd you get that these degenerates on planet earth we need, to, we need to go across the galaxy and go blow them up. We probably won't be there by now. It's going to take a long time. So, and they're sending this, these naked pictures of man and woman, uh, the DNA spool and all that, trying to attract, trying to communicate with aliens. So there's, I, I'm sure it's grant money that's being used by someone. Again, probably your tax dollars being used for this. Uh, Sunday's Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Uh, $245 per mom, they say, is what we're going to spend. $245. $25 more this year than last. And I was, as I was talking about mom here at the beginning, I meant to tell you, uh, my mom was the, top, uh, the type of woman that if I were to show up when she was all there mentally, if I were to show up with 245 smackaroos, a big stack of money, 245 bucks, and a rose, she'd love me for it. That, that, that would be the gifts that she would prefer because she was real frugal with money. Maybe some of your moms, you know, they want the steak dinner and the whole fancy schmancy stuff. But a phone call and, and cat, cold, hard cash. That was, that was my mom. 17 minutes to the hour. You're listening to The Dana Show, broadcasting from the Southern Command in South Texas. We're going to focus on your money right now. And the price of diesel is through the roof. Have you seen the price of fuel driving around town? The price of diesel record high is crazy. Tim Snyder, MatadorEconomics.com. Price of diesel, I think, is closer to what, like five fifty per gallon nationwide? That's the average right now, Tim? I will give you the absolute average right this that, that was posted by the Energy Information Agency on Monday, which was $5.50.9 per gallon. And, Sergio, that was up $0.40 cents a gallon from the previous week. What happened in one week? Forty cents like that went from from five to almost five fifty. Well, it is it is at five fifty. You're going to hate this answer, but it's it's planting season in most of the uh, of the uh, 
uh, farm belt okay. uh, type part of the country. You guys are, you know, towards the middle of your growing season. But, you know, in places like the you know, East Texas, West Texas, going north, Kansas, Nebraska, those places, Iowa, Illinois, it is planting season. Demand is up for those things. We're also trying to get uh, more trucks moving, more trains moving, trying to get our infrastructure moving. Demand as we grow into the summer season uh, will increase. And so demand is up. Supplies um, have been continuing to drop. Um, so diesel fuel, Sergio, is a distillate. And so it follows under that category uh, when you look at it at the Energy Information Agency. And we've been seeing the uh, supply of the distillate decreasing oh, quite steadily for weeks. Why? Well, we don't have any major storms, no shutdowns. What was going on? Bottom line here is that... Um, when a refinery goes down or has trouble or just decides not to produce, we're not replacing uh, that refinery production specifically for the distillates. We've not kept up with the uh, replacement uh, that we need in the distillates uh, for diesel fuel, jet fuel, heating oil, those kinds of things. Um, Gasoline is about to start on that same path. And so not only are we going to see these, these spiking prices, we could see we could see well over six dollars uh, in the next uh, by the end of this month, by the end of May, uh, in diesel fuel heading towards as much as some say eight dollars uh, a gallon for diesel fuel. And Sergio, think oh, what no. that does to wow. businesses. Oh, jeez. Okay. <clears throat> I hope not. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I hope not. Also, but but you know what what we saw. Uh, on Wednesday, when Jerome Powell uh, made his the comments after they uh, announced the half a point increase in the uh, discount rate, um, the markets thought this was actually good news until they digested what this all means for the entire economy. It means that you have a weak Federal Reserve that's not going to attack inflation, which means that those prices for gasoline and diesel and heating oil and natural gas and cotton and corn and wheat, and I could go on and on and on ad nauseum, lumber, um, could could continue to spike, and there's no plan by the federal government or the Federal Reserve to reduce the impact of that kind of massive inflation. Tim Snyder, MatadorEconomics.com. Diesel prices all-time high, 550 a gallon, and climbing. So what happened to the all the stuff that they released from the Strategic Oil Reserve and and all this talk about, you know, taking corn off the table out of our mouth and putting it into fuel. What what happened to all that? Well, I guess the best way to describe it is we are continuing to draw down the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's down to 550 million barrels right now. We're dropping about 3 million barrels a, uh, a week right now. It's going to increase, Sergio, uh, the continued reduction of that. Uh, crude oil, uh, putting it into the market, but it's that. First of all, <clears throat> it's the wrong product to be, you know, to be uh, to be releasing into the market. You see, OPEC is not going to uh, is not going to do anything to buck their partner in o- the OPEC plus, plus partner in Russia, and so uh, we're finding ourselves in a real uh, issue right now. We're only producing 11.9 million barrels per day, and that's been stuck there for three weeks. Um, we got to see a Big jump in U.S. crude oil production yeah, and that step up for leadership <laughs> by the big E&Ps here in this country. 
I'm reminded of the line from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. John Candy, Lord bless his soul. They were trying to get a flight out of some airport. He said, yeah, we've had better luck picking up chopsticks with our butt cheeks than to see an, an increase in, in oil supply in our country. I don't know, for some reason, that popped into my head right now. Uh, I was talking with an, another friend who was uh, reflecting, uh, I'm sorry, reminiscing on the fact that a year ago, diesel was around three dollars a gallon and right now at five and a half a gallon almost twice as much no wonder all these truckers are posting pictures of of you know filling up their rigs with a thousand bucks a fill up back then it was like maybe 500 600 bucks just a year ago man that's got to be hitting some of these 18-wheeler drivers these rig drivers right in the crotch and this is this is not this is not good for an industry that already we had shortages, right? Left and right, we have shortages of truckers. This is probably going to deep six some of the independent truckers. They're going to leave the industry as well. Well, sure they are, and because they have to, they have to bank the upfront cost of their fuel. They might they'll get reimbursed uh, eventually in the fee that they're paid, but <clears throat> they're only reimbursed to a certain level. And and corporations that are counting on these uh, long haul truckers. Um, you know they're having a very hard time absorbing this inflated um, uh, fuel market, yeah. and then on top of it, you know, just inflation through its through its own just terrible uh, desires continues to creep into every segment of our economy. And you know, look at look at the cost of natural gas. Natural gas just has just skyrocketed, and and it's it's like three times what it was at the beginning of the year you know this is a this is not a good scenario and going into the summer folks across the country they just want to they want to leave town kids are about to get out of school here pretty soon they just want to hit the road and so it's that's going to create pressure on inventory i'm guessing as well just the summer travel season that's going to happen come hell or high water for many families they're going to do it either way that likely will put pressure on prices ahead of north i suspect yes sir that is very true and there's there's no relief in sight because the administration, Biden administration, has no interest in addressing this. They have the Fed called off and uh, playing the dovish game. And on top of it, as much as I hate to tell you this, now there's reports that ERCOT said we may have rolling blackouts towards this weekend because we don't have enough energy to to deal with. Uh, the warm front that's a warming trend that we have coming into Texas for the next four or five days. And on that happy note, I say have a great (laughs) weekend. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, all that. So you be safe, Tim. You guys too. Thanks, Sir Jeff. Tim Snyder, MatadorEconomics.com. Got about nine minutes left in the hour. This is the Dana Show broadcasting from South Texas. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Sergio Sanchez. As always, man, high honor. Thank you so much, Dana, for the call. Happy Mother's Day, precious friend. And uh, to all the moms out there hugging a kiss, thank you for tuning in to The Dana Show. Top gifts from Mama, something to consider. They said in a new survey from timetoplay.com, you know what mom wants most for Mother's Day? A nap. <laughs> a nap. Followed by, hey, you do the chores. Go get me a meal. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, sounds like a great idea. And like I said earlier, try it. Uh, the Retail Federation said, we're going to spend 245 bucks on mom. Give it to her in cash. And then maybe buy her a meal. And mom, go to sleep. We'll take care of business. I bet you she'd love you for it. Maybe give her one flower, right? All right, Steve, well, let's do the uh, stupid news, stupid audio of the day. What you got? All right, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is going to start fear-mongering again. So we go. They're coming after marriage equality next. They're coming after birth control. They're coming after employment and housing protections for marginalized <laughs> and minority communities. <laughs> oh, my goodness. J.B. Pritzker from the lost land of Illinois. My goodness. J.B., just breathe, Governor P. Just breathe. You're going to be all right. Have a wonderful week and happy Mother's Day. This is The Dana Show.